Okay, so... Okay. Welcome to <laughs> okay. Radio Pitch. <laughs> Back on to Radio Pitch. Well, uh, we're, today we're talking about pirate movies. And uh, <laughs> uh, on, the, on the line with us, we've got Dave Bulmer. How, do you, how are you doing, Dave? Well, I think they should all go home. What, pirates? Okay, though? we're going to move straight on from there. Um, who's on line two there? I think we've got a, a Tom McGrath on, on, on line two from Sheffield. Oh, hello, 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 Matt. Uh, first, first time call, long time listener. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm doing great there, Tom. How, uh, what, what are you thinking about pirate movies? Well, well, I think we should send them all back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, not really the question that we were asking. Um, but uh, Tom, both, both Tom and Dave today, uh, very, uh, very excited about the idea of making sure you get your returns back to Blockbuster on time. <laughs> pirate movies. So uh, we're going to play... Uh, Here's Wonderwall by Oasis, and uh, we'll see you in just a moment. That's the weirdest cold open the show's ever had. Um, so from fingers to hand, we've got help. This pirate has two eyes. Okay. Right. Help. This person has. T- sorry. Help. <laughs> this pirate has two eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's this is it, right? When you're when you're looking for pirates, when you when the pirates run off with 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 all your gold because they've raided your port town and stuff. Yeah. And you're looking for them out on the sea, or you're looking for them out. You know, they're they're hiding it, they're burying it, whatever. They've 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 buried it. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, how can I find the person who who stole all all this stuff? That's that's well, a great way of uh, of of sort of masking your identity, isn't it? Just, when you're a pirate, wear an eye patch. When you're out in the day, just take the eye patch off. Everyone's exactly. looking for a guy with an eye patch. Yeah. Indistinguishable from normal people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but pirates could all be uh, all be sort of marked by the fact that they've got an eye patch on. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's, all you have to do if you're a pirate is just take off your skull and crossbones hat. You know, take off your <laughs> your hook and your peg leg, and just go around yeah. normal. Beware the one-eyed man. Beware the one-eyed man. Oh, well, this guy this guy seems trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> he's got both eyes. He can <laughs> He's got he both can eyes. See depth perception. He's it's fine. It's uh there's no yeah. no reason to fear this uh this man who who keeps just sort of taking my golden doubloons uh, and putting them in a sack. <laughs> he, he is just stealing from you constantly, but he's not a pirate because yeah, he's yeah. got both eyes. <laughs> like, all right, hello, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, ah, I'm Arr. stealing your doubloons, and oh well, we'll go for it then. It's uh, it's a free country. You can wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wrong. Hang on. Uh, Are you a pirate? No. Arr, um, <laughs> All right well, then, off you uh, go. Do you see an eye patch on me? <laughs> no, in the do eyes of the windows of the soul. Me, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I trust you because you've got both windows open. <laughs> if uh, if if you see when you look into this is, um, I'm going to say uh, Steve Coogan. He says, you know, when when you look into an eye, when you're looking at a pirate. He could have hidden all of his malice 
in the other eye. But when you've got two eyes open, you know, you can't hide anything behind those. Or actually, yeah. there's, there's one pirate who wears an eye patch specifically because he, he puts all of his, like, his love in in the eye behind the eye patch so that he looks scarier and angrier but actually he's got a lot of compassion (laughs) yeah steve coogan does a demonstration with a door with it with like a house with two windows on the side and he's like look look inside this house you can see that all all this all this gold and doubloons are in there but if i and he closes both shutters and then uh, and then you hear shuffling sounds and then opens another and then goes look Nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing at all in here. This is why you can't trust a pirate. <laughs> that and, and this house was on fire the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and the pirate who is incognito, in perfect disguise by not wearing his eye patch, he's got it on. It's just he's hinged it upwards. <laughs> so he's just opened it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's not, not even gone to that length. To, uh, <laughs> he's not even taking it off. No, he's just yeah, he, it open. Still got it on. Yeah, he's, he's still wearing a uh, wearing a hat with a skull and crossbones. Yeah, and on. then when and then he gets you know all of the navy people or whatever onto a ship with him, and they've brought all their treasure on. <laughs> and then he goes, ha and he closes the hatch. He, cl- he, bring, he pulls down his little eye patch and goes, ha and they all go, oh no, a pirate! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's a little chain like a blind. You know, like a little blind chain. <laughs> he just rolls it down. Yeah, but like, but like blinds, it's two little, it's two little strings, and like only one side comes down, so it's all diagonal. He's like, oh, hang on a minute, and he has to tug it. Hang on, hang on. you have to pull it in a certain way. Hang on. <laughs> oh, that's locked off. Hang on, tugs it sideways. Uh, right, let me just open it up again, and then hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the film is just that scene where <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute hang on wait a minute wait a minute Arr! <laughs> oh no we've been had <laughs> he stole oh, all no. the cannonballs as well <laughs> I should have known when he asked armory? us when he asked us to load all the cannonballs and all the guns into the water we should have <laughs> we should have known then <laughs> <laughs> so, so this film is just a series of, of, of events where this pirate's gone to different towns with with his blind blind eye patch up and just sort of gone. Can I can I take your golden doubloons and cannonballs and yeah. and lock up all your cannons? And there's a there's a poster up that says no pirates and it's a picture of exactly him but with his eye patch on so he just hinges <laughs> it up. Like wait, but you look kind of like that guy on the poster. <laughs> and, and then he's he's just like, well, I'm not. He just, right? point, he just points to the eye patch on the poster and points yeah. to his eye. Also, do you see he's got me a wearing parrot. an eye patch? Also, he's got a parrot on his shoulder in the picture. And in real life, he's got a parrot on his shoulder. But while he's hinged his eye patch up, he puts like a false moustache on the parrot. (laughs) (laughs) And puts it on the other shoulder. (laughs) 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 He's still wearing the hat with the skull and crossbones on, though. Like that... that... That just get like you, you you're focusing way too much on the eye patch and the parrot at that point to really care. Uh, so so the way we punch this up is by having one person that can see it and no one else can. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's Martin Freeman clearly. Yeah. It's 
Martin Freeman. And he can't convince anyone. Yeah. It's like, that, it's like that, that one cop who was the only person who thought Dexter was suspicious. You know, it's that yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Freeman keeps um, on staring at the camera just going... <laughs> <laughs> who's who's playing the who's playing the, the the pirate not pirate? Oh yeah, that's his name. Who would you cast in this? Who would you cast in this role? Pirate not pirate. Pete not, not pirate. pirate. <laughs> um, oh, who's cheeky enough to be uh, to be this character? <laughs> like, they ask for his identification, and it comes up, and it says Pete, and then there's a little sticker that says not, and then pirates. <laughs> and then at the end of the film, the sticker the sticker falls. The, st- the sticker falls over, uh, like falls off at the end, and it says Pete the Pirate. And he's just put the sticker over, and and it just says not. So his name is Pete, not Pirate. Well, it's well, surely if you've got a sticker that if you've already got a label saying Pirate, you just need to stick a label over the middle of that with an E to make it Pete. So it just co- it just covers up the an IRA bit. It's just a big E. Who's cheeky enough? <laughs> is it Andy yeah. Circus? Maybe. He's cheeky, isn't he? Yeah, could be. Yeah, he's kind of cheeky. Uh, I don't yeah, know because um... he, he's he's such a sort of doing a character kind of chameleon that I don't really know what he's like. Yeah. Hmm. Who's who's cheeky? <laughs> well, I mean, the cheeky girls, obviously, they're quite cheeky. <laughs> it's the cheeky girls. Was... <laughs> oh, I'm the cheeky girl. I be the cheeky girl. I be the cheeky girl. <laughs> you are the cheeky <laughs> boys. <laughs> okay, I guess that's that's that film. <laughs> It's the cheeky girls and Martin Freeman just going <laughs> at the camera whenever someone goes, all right, I'll give you all my money because you seem like a trustworthy person. <laughs> not not only are they confusing this person for not being a pirate, but clearly they're just referring to them as one person when they are in fact twins. <laughs> in fact, two people. Well, yeah, is the, one of the, one of them is playing the pirate and then the parrot. <laughs> just dressed as a dressed as a parrot stood on the other one's shoulder Polly full like cracker <laughs> yeah I like that I like that idea it's good <laughs> help this pirate has two eyes this will be our anniversary episode what? yeah yeah oh, blooming heck or, or last episode was who knows <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter who knows? <laughs> Who cares at this point? Six years, it's uh, <laughs> too long. It's enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough for you, to, for you to to stop remembering your anniversary. It's fine. <laughs> at this point, we're, we're one of those boomer cartoons with the big nose, and we <laughs> say, like, oh, I hate my wife, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you see, now, now we've, we've forgotten what our anniversary is, but we're not at the hate stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think that's a specifically generational thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're like wife. Where I already have Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi hates. Um, and and uh, yeah, you do wonder, all, don't you, why all, all those boomers got married to people they don't like? <laughs> like whose idea was that? 
yeah. Cool. It's cool. called societal pressure. Yeah. Like, you know, people people going like, oh, shit, I have to get married. I don't know who to, but yeah. I'm someone, someone write me an article as to how to get married. Not to find love, to get married. Yeah, like I feel as if even at the point where we got married, there was still articles going around written by boomers, which is like, why aren't we married after three years? It's like, shut up. <laughs> you give it 20 if you want. Like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. exactly. These are the conversations we need to be having on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we're, we're, we're currently under Valentine law, so it's sort of... Um, <laughs> it's, it's important to include these things. Yeah, because Valentine's <laughs> is marry time. It's marry, marry it's time. It's marry time. Yeah. 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 Razor blades. Razor scooters have got so dangerous parents are buying their children razor blades. <laughs> Not sure what you're on about. <laughs> no. It's uh, it's my 90s comedian bit. Anyway, what are we doing today, pirates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came up with that bit after standing in front of too much exposed brick, didn't you, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I've been I've, moving house. I've been standing in front of a lot of exposed brick, and so just suddenly it comes to you. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, razor scooters, razor. Ra- that's da- razor scooters dangerous. Razor, razor blades, razor blades. Did anyone tell you that when you move house, you don't have to actually strip all the plaster off the walls and physically move the whole house somewhere else? <laughs> what? You... Oh, oh no, we, well, we just took the plaster with us. We put it in buckets think... and then we right. smeared it all over the walls here. Yeah, oh, you're not getting your deposit back for that. I just think. Uh, no. I don't know that you're necessarily supposed to be standing near any exposed brick just because you've moved house. <laughs> I suppose so. I suppose so. There's a lot of waiting outside, though. I spent, yeah. I spent, I spent a long time waiting for a, a van to return over and over again. Uh, Is that right? To, yeah. Well, and 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 in our area, there aren't any car, uh, car parking spaces. So what we had to do uh, with cool. myself, and my friend, my friend Ash, basically had to take the dining room table out into the street and yeah. just with dining room chairs, just sit next to it, and uh, in a car parking space. Um, and just sort of have have a nice sit down. Well, while... <laughs> it's not ideal, but at least it is the thing that you're going to most likely have chairs nearby when you're moving. Yeah, yeah. you know, out out yeah. of all the things in your house, a dining table is gonna have chairs to use for waiting with. Yeah, true. We we got we got we got some serious evils though while waiting. Just sort of really people will because so. Car parking spaces are like gold dust in in this whole area. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, so you kind of had to be in the car park, taking up yeah, space. Exactly. Well, if you're going to do that anyway, then I recommend setting up a full dinner service on the table. <laughs> like, really make it look as if you are being proper knobheads. You should have got like, candles, dinner jackets, mats. yeah, champagne flutes filled with apple juice. Yeah, yeah. No ties. yeah, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, de- we definitely should have done that. <laughs> Except there are about twenty-five minutes between runs, so it wouldn't have wouldn't have been a very long dinner. No, it would have been something of a forgettable luncheon. And every time a uh, every time a car drives by, just sort of uh, hold your glasses up to him, just like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold hold out a roast potato to them on a fork. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> That's famously the noise you make when you hold out a roast potato. <laughs> a social distance roast potato. <laughs> I'll feed it to you through your open window. In compensation, in compensation for the lack of car parking space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the driver's like, well, you know what? I was nearly cross there, but actually, <laughs> things are looking up for me. <laughs> I got a free potato. In my tummy. Yeah, I got a roasty treat <laughs> on my way to work this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're doing pirate movies. A little dab of butter gently applied to the driver's nose. <laughs> For it to drip down as he eats it with no hands. <laughs> yeah, it's an automatic dispenser. <laughs> like one of those when you, see, when you see a cat, you know, under a tap with it dribbling down his face. <laughs> <and it's gone>. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing uh. kissy whissies as they drive on by. <laughs> okay, well, that's what a, a weird moving day that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the moving van driver. <laughs> um, yeah, Goodbye, moving doing... van driver. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. Handkerchiefs out. <laughs> Um, what is this? Well, right, okay. Pirate we, movies. We've taken leave of our senses. <laughs> well, maybe they can... May- <laughs> Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe you could make it more pronounced that it's a bum, not just the end of a bone, by having little willies coming off. <laughs> what? Like, in roughly the position they would be if that was a bum. You just, you make, what you do is if, if I've read enough Beano's in my time, I've read enough Beano's in my time to know that to make the, to make butts look more like butts, yeah. you just put little dots all over them and yeah. then maybe tiny little hair L- Tiny little hairs, maybe little, little clouds coming out of them, yeah. Yep, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> little clouds coming out of them. Perfect. And, uh, and, it, like, and in fact, the same and, thing is know, true on uh, Big Bomb Island because there's, that some there's some kind of somebody lives down in the big bum and their chimney is sending little puffs of uh, cloud up out of the big bum and it only enhances the image. You know, like in old style maps as well, they used to do those embellishments which would be like here be dragons or like you know sort of a sea serpent coming out and then sometimes you've got those clouds that are yeah. blowing. They've got like a whoo right. It's just that, but it's a cloud, but someone's sticking their bum out of it and it's just got the. <laughs> They're blowing as well, all over Big Bum Island. <laughs> we be doing pirate fit. By the way, can I do my pirates rant? By the way, because I've got a pirate yeah. rant. Yeah, we- do it. Well, um, so pirates go ar ar. That's the noise pirates make. Unless you ask an American mm. who's younger than me, they think that they say yar with a y on the start, and they're wrong about that. Mm. And they're ro- They're just wrong. And the reason, right? The reason why pirates say ar is that it comes from the phrase ar gym lad, which means yes, gym lad. It's just what people from the West Country, or where, or, I don't know where it is, wherever it is that like the the pirate <laughs> accent originates from, it's. That's just the word for yes there. 
They're not. They're not making. They're not growling. They're not going like. Ugh. You can't put a Y on it and make it like yar. <laughs> it's not a noise. It's the word yes. They go ar. So like, when, so so. Well, someone will say like, oh, hey pirate, pirate Bob, would you go and I don't know, splice the main brace or something? And he'll go ar, Captain, and it means yes. And it's like I. They also say that, but uh. like, okay. So anyway, and obviously it has since become a kind of piratey noise. But you can't just change it. Like you can't just put different stuff <laughs> on it. And it, right now, I do recognise. Yeah. Okay, well, it is anachronistic. The, the pirates didn't actually have that accent overall. That's not. They didn't all come from the same coast. They didn't all come from the same town. But they all. Came the from stereotype the is that already that that was like a sailor voice, and so it just naturally became a pirate voice. Now people will tell you. People will tell you that the pirate accent was invented wholesale by the actor who played Long John Silver in the 1950s Disney film of Treasure Island, but that's not true. It's like he was just doing the accepted sailor-like voice, and that already existed. It's just that, yes, maybe it became synonymous with that particular pirate. Uh, you know, Long John Silver himself may not have, you know, been depicted with that voice before him, but it was already a sailory voice, and therefore presumably a piratey voice. Um... So yeah, they say "r" and they don't say "yar," and it's a word. Well, the thing is, the thing is with the with the adding of the "y," you see yeah. that used in in old English that used to be a thorn, mm. uh, which is th, yeah. and therefore um, it, it, it it actually should yeah. be "thar," Jim lad. Thar, yeah, that's that's what <laughs> like, pirates used like to say. Really, the old pubber. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it was clearly, clearly that that was supposed to be thar. Yeah, which yeah. is which of course is short for the R or thou R. <laughs> so he's just saying you are Jim lad. So it's like yeah, that <laughs> that's that's also acceptable. But yar, no. Can I come with you, Long John? Thar, Jim lad. Th- th- thar already, what? Jim lad. I know. Thar already coming. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Of course, we've misread the, that book the whole time. Yes. Um, well, this is all very confusing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, during the course of that rant, I've kind of taught myself into thinking Yara is fine because now it's just a growly noise. So actually, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like it. Stop doing that's it. Right, <laughs> rant over and concluded. Because, like, yeah. that's the thing. I think. I think we we we. Underutilized. This is after the pitch is done. Um, we're underutilizing the aesthetic of the '90s misunderstanding of what the internet does. We should yes. be doing that way more in sci-fi yeah. that just makes the internet in this world work like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's why a lot of people can't understand the film Tron anymore. Mm. Yeah, because that was before like the internet was sort of widely used, and it was like this brand new thing. Like, oh, where would it go? Where would it go? And like a lot of Tron doesn't make sense because that's just not how the internet works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really Tron is weird. You one hundred percent have to just get into the mindset that people couldn't conceive of what a computer was without imagining it as a place that little people walk about in. Mm. <laughs> or, or indeed, you can. I mean, you can watch that video of Björk. She makes a really good, um, really good point uh, where she's just got like I think she's got her like TV open or her um, her computer open, and Björk's just like I like to imagine that the little people going around, the, going around the. The, the circuitry and these are little buildings and these are the little <laughs> highways going up and down and it's just like alright this is just pure 
explaining how she imagines a circuit board works. Cool. Sorry, I, I love how you call her Björk. Uh, <laughs> Björk. What? And no, then... that's literally how you pronounce her name. Is it? I'm sure it's Björk. Yeah. Nope. Oh, well, I've been pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Uh, yes, and you it's have. also just just your Werner Herzog impression. Yeah, no, you, you make you make my Werner Herzog impression a little bit more breathy, and there you are. You've got me. I um I was so confused the last time I tried to watch Tron because even though I can remember that mindset, still the film's really confusing. Yeah. And there were there were moments where I'm like, okay, so I can see what's happening on the screen, right? These people are going down there. But what is it supposed to be that they're doing? Like in the <laughs> what are they going down? It, yeah, in the screenplay, what did it say? Because it didn't say they go down there. Like, what's happening? So what I did was I bought the novelization. <laughs> oh, wow. And That's uh, commitment. Yeah, well, it's semi-commitment. I've never read it. I haven't cracked it open. <laughs> but I, I own it now, and so if I ever need to answer the question of what was going on in Tron, I have someone's attempt at explaining. Where are they going now? (laughs) They went down the thing. It's weirdly why, like, I think Tron Legacy leans into just that world in general. Like, Mm. yes, I I think the thing is with Tron Legacy and with Tron, they both made potentially a misstep or not a misstep, especially with Tron. They didn't make a misstep Mm. in Tron Legacy. It's like the near future technology could work like this i guess right mm. whereas in tron it's like this is your world and this is how computers work and we or exactly. at least we make that mistake as a viewer and that's mm. the film's fault <laughs> like... there's a huge yeah there's a huge problem in tron legacy which is that very early on they counter the fact that we don't think of computers like that anymore by having the bloke say oh yeah this this is my computer from the film tron and i've it's not on the internet and it's completely its own it's mm-hmm. its own network separate from all other networks so it's just like this here and mm. it's like nah you should have like reimagined it in a kind of you know ralph wrecks the internet sort of way sure um but uh yeah like like that's what i'm saying is that i think i think we we want that like someone should do that maybe it should be us but someone should do that <laughs> sort of like that navel gazing of like okay if this then what then what yeah. right if this is the way that the internet works then what do we have to consider from a for instance security standpoint mm. so that you don't have murderers yeah. hopping out of your wires and stabbing you in the face yeah yeah because that's like, the what... chief concern when you're using <laughs> the internet what is, secu- <laughs> what, what is what is what is a world in which it's possible to transit like transmit yourself through wires and how the, the when the internet works like that what does the world look like i think that's yeah. a, that's a fun exercise to so do so basically i think what we want then is a genre of cyberpunk style fiction written about the modern internet but written by very very old people very <laughs> don't old. know how the internet works you yeah. don't know how yeah. it works really old like the oldest living writers should do they should be the ones tackling this like like, like i tell you what i know who you want to write this bjork's mum <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah. there's got to be that little bit of terror there as well like that they are scared of the internet of what it yeah. could be i like that idea it's uh it's good and yeah, just a, just another one to put onto the pile of, of ideas we should probably get working on. <laughs> get down to writing. Yeah. yeah, as 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 we as like we're adding to the uh, 
the overall arcing point of this podcast, which is to say that ideas have no real inherent value and that they're basically disposable. <laughs> there we go. That's that should be uh, our mission. And statement. as this podcast consists entirely of them, well, you do the math. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We have good ideas, and then go. Ah, well, we're not we're not going to do any work to make them happen. So bye. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media by word of mouth. Anywhere, really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.